Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you're looking on to the adventure on W4CY. Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Hype Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Hype Man. Thrown to the sea with a fond memory in my This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm here with an amazing musician that's got some uh, cool music you're going to want to check out. So let's welcome to the show, Dusty Grant. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And you know, what a what a great rock and roll name you got. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I got I got lucky there, I guess. Everyone asked me if that's like a that's like a stage name. It's like, no, my real name is Dustin Grant and my mom always called me Dusty, so I just <laughs> it, it was pretty easy to name this project. <laughs> yeah, I and I think really you were like born to be an artist just cuz of your name. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe I didn't realize it when I was younger, but yeah, maybe so. And that brings me to how did it all start for you? You know, we all have that like moment in life where we just know what's that. Did that happen for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the, for the first concert I ever went to was a nine inch nails show and they filmed the hurt video at, at the show that I was at. So that was as a, you know, 12, 13 year old kid, that was pretty mind blowing experience. And then, uh, like, in my college years, I grabbed a mic at a party, and then we were doing some cover songs with, you know, some friends of mine had some stuff set up in their basement at a party. And I grabbed the mic, and it's all pretty much history from there. I've been in and out of bands and writing and playing and learning and just grinding, you know, just just doing the music thing ever since then. Nice. And I, I have to say that, you know, first of all, not only are you a badass musician and all, but when you mentioned Nine Inch Nails, it just brought me back to a couple weeks ago. 
Because <laughs> I was. Did you just go see him? Yeah, well, I, w- I do radio coverage for all the Danny Wimmer festivals and a bunch of other festivals, too. In fact, I'm hanging out on Monday to go do Download and Hellfest. But Yeah, I saw some of that on your social. I think I saw some of that on your Facebook that you were doing a bunch of that stuff. That oh, was awesome. Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Like I, like, go on tour and do all the festivals and stuff. But Welcome to Rockville was a couple weekends ago. And, of course, I live in Florida and I expect what happened when you do a festival this time of year in Florida. And, you know, it, 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 it was an amazing festival, but a whole lot of bands didn't get to play because we had a record. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, we had a record-breaking five evacuations. And I don't think people fully understand, so I'm going to say it, you know, it's not about the rain, man. The, the lightning in Florida is treacherous. I've actually watched somebody standing next to me get struck by lightning. It's no joke. So <laughs> that's what we were dealing with. But the, here's what oh, yeah. was... I, I went to... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, I went to a festival a long time ago called Test Fest, and it was up near Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from. Uh-oh. And it was like right before Corn and Kitty and... All these bands were coming on. This was back in the day, but the the actual amphitheater, like the outdoor amphitheater, got struck by lightning, and it fried everyone's equipment, and they had to cancel the entire concert, and a bunch wow. of bands lost like all their gear, and it was just a really nasty situation. So yeah. People oh. need to take that stuff seriously. Oh, no doubt about it. And here's what was cool. There were two really iconic moments of that festival because of the weather. So the first one was Ministry was playing and it was pouring rain and like we got evacuated right after Ministry set. But it was so iconic watching them play in this storm. It just made so much sense, you know? And then the the last band of the whole festival, which I was praying all weekend that they were ones that weren't going to get canceled. Hate to say it, GNR got canceled, and I wasn't sad about it because I was at Nine Inch Nails, and they freaking killed it. And you're going to laugh, okay, because you're a musician, and you could understand this this kind of scenario. So they started playing, and of course, between the weather and the humidity, th- there was no good solution for equipment, as you're saying, you know? And right. all of a sudden... After, like, I th- it was either the first or second song, Trent stopped, went backstage, and basically what happened was is they couldn't hear themselves through the monitors or through the ears and because the humidity had fried it to where they couldn't hear. We could hear them, but you know as a musician, like, how hard that is. I don't think people realize how hard that is to sit up there and play continue playing without screwing up without hearing anything as you know yeah that's pretty tough yeah and so it was pretty funny trent took it all in 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 stride he was so cool about it too like he came out and he goes i can't believe i'm so calm and i haven't lost my shit already because it was like it took like a half (laughs) an hour i think to get shit working again and Anybody that knows how he is, he's a perfectionist. And so this was driving him nuts. And it was so funny when they finally got it back together. 
like, I don't know, it was like four or five songs later. He's like, over the mic after finishing the song, I'm still fucking pissed about what happened earlier. <laughs> it was, but it was iconic. He seems like great. he's a fairly pissed off guy. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 totally. So that's why I was actually kind of shocked that he took it so well because he, he was a lot calmer than I expected him to be. And he was definitely a lot calmer than I would have been. I would have been losing my shit up there probably. But, you know, it all worked out well, and it was it, a great it, set. Like it, happen- <laughs> it happens too. Like you're, if you do enough shows, you're going to have problems. I've had some shows and, and you know, quite frankly – when you're not as experienced as a guy like Trent Reznor or as mature as him and that type of stuff comes up, it's like, it, it does throw you off and oh. it changes your whole mentality and your whole psyche. And you start acting different and it affects your performance and all that stuff. And I think as you go and you get, you get more experience and play more shows, it's like, no, you got to be ready for that stuff. You can't, you can't be behaving that way, you know? And I'm sure he's been in that situation so many times that he's like, it's just another day, you know? Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, I see it on the radio, too. Like, that's why I have my engineer engineer my shows, because if one tech aspect happens, and I'm a techie, so I can fix the stuff, but when you get in a zone. Like, whether you're playing music, yeah. doing an interview, whatever it is, you get in a zone, and, man, that could totally kill the whole thing some even a little thing happening like that that's why you know like you said in the beginning you you don't even know what to do once you become a pro then it's like hmm, well it's just part of the gig <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose so i i mean i've i've definitely there's been times i'm not proud of i think any artist you could ask would say you know i, I was often when you're up there you know so it's like you gotta you gotta put that behind you and go out and perform especially when you're in a situation at those big festivals and stuff like people are paying a lot of money to get in there. You know, you gotta, you gotta throw down for them. And, and, you know, I think we all just learn as we go. <laughs> so, well, it's just, I, I've, I've just been in situations before where I'm like, man, I wish I would have handled this differently. But then the next time you're in that position, you do handle it differently. You know, it's exactly. like, if you, can you learn from your, can you learn from your mistakes? And, and, you know, I, that's something I always try to do because when you do this, you know, as an independent artist, you, you know, you take a lot of L's and it's a, it's a tough game. So it's like, you got to put it behind you and you got to have a short term memory. You know, and I, I love hearing stuff like that from somebody like you, that's been doing it for so long because you've experienced it all. And that it is the key. Like you said, when, you know, when you're new, it's harder, but when you've been doing it for a while, you kind of, learn how to roll with the punches or, or what have you. And it's funny, you know, even as an example, like I use Hetfield as an example, he talks about his voice back in the day. And I, I listen, I went to the first Metallica show ever and I loved his voice in the beginning when it was raw. He hated it. Like he, he talks about it now. Like he's so happy he learned how to sing. He's like, he was saying something recently about how at the San Jose Sharks games, they always play the original version of Seek and Destroy. He's like, why do they even play that version? My voice sucks in that song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not by no means in any, we're near the realm of it. Like a lot of these big guys, but like, I like, I'm, I'm, 
I would say over the last couple and but I'm an older guy, you know, I'm in my, I'm 41. So I, I mean, I, I have experience. I haven't experienced it at the level. Some of those guys have by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like, I feel like I'm just learning to sing now after working on it seriously and, and doing it for a long, it's like, I feel like I'm just starting to find my voice and find, you know, tricks and techniques and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, a, I think it's a journey for everybody. You know, everybody's learning as they go and trying to progress. It's like, I, you'll never talk to a guitar player that's happy with their guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and you know, what's cool about hearing stuff like this and, and you do hear, I hear it all the time is I think it's just great advice for people because I remember back when, okay, so I played drums, I played guitar, and I sang thrash metal, and I sucked at all three. But the only reason I sucked <laughs> at all three is I didn't put enough into it, and I didn't put my time in. And, you know, I think about it now, like, man, I wish somebody would have told me that I had to learn how to sing. I just thought I sucked and I might want to do something else. <laughs> No, it, 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 you're, you're, no, I totally get that. And then there's a lot of people that get, like a lot of my friends that are starting out on guitar. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, man, every time I pick that thing up, I just get frustrated. I'm like, well, then change the songs you're trying to learn. I'm like, learn two chords and play something until it sounds good. And then when you can play that, learn another song until it sounds good. And like, you have to take these little rewards and you have to learn. And I, I wish I would have someone told me when I was younger too, like, Hey dude, you need to sit down and play guitar for six hours a day. You have time right now. Do it. Yeah. Because now I want to play for six hours a day and I can play for maybe six minutes a day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> totally. it, it's so time is so cruel that way where you're looking back at it. You're like, man, I had all the time I spent drinking beer or playing <laughs> PlayStation or whatever, whatever, you know, taking bong rips or whatever <laughs> I was doing during that time, I could have been practicing, man. Like I, I blew all those opportunities, you know, it's like now I wish I could just sit down and shred for a while and it's hard to find the time almost. No doubt. You know, it's funny you should bring that up. Cause I remember like, you know, learning that Randy Rhodes practice like eight hours a day. And I'm like, I remember oh, yeah. hearing that and going, I don't think I've ever had eight hours in a day. No wonder I suck at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I The guy that plays in my band, Jason Callett, he's a very experienced player. I mean, I've been playing guitar for like maybe seven years. Seriously, I started teaching myself and taking it more seriously about five years ago. And when I'm playing with him, I'm like, he's like, I'm, at, I'm like, how long have you been playing? He's like, oh. That's why you're so much better. <laughs> like, like I will defer to you. Like you have put the time in, but it, I really do think it's like you hear about all these people saying bands are overnight successes and stuff. And I don't ever really find that to be the case. It's like some people get lucky, you know, and some people, God bless them that they have that opportunity because that's something everyone would like. But it's like, most people have taken their lumps, you know, and most, most people have been around and learned and learned the hard way. And, and I think that's part of the reason some people make it is because they have the grit and they learn enough from it and gain that experience. And it's like, okay, now I'm mature enough to handle this situation. You know, I, I feel like that's what happens. I don't know that for a fact, but I, I feel that way. It definitely makes sense. And, you know, I always say that overnight success takes about 20 years. Yes. That, that, I mean, that it, it seems that way. Like all the guys that I know and all that stuff, it's like, it, it does seem like 
you know, some of the more mature guys are having more luck because they understand the business aspects of it and, and they've made the mistakes and all that. So it's like, you know, it just takes time. It's like anything else. You gotta, you gotta build it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I love that your new music here and like you've taken this time over the past couple of years to kind of transform from the solo thing to creating your own band and man, it really worked. I hope, I hope we're, we're one song deep in the, in the releases, but I've got another one coming out really soon. We just decided on the launch date today. I'll be announcing it Friday. So I've got a follow up ready for ready to go. And then we're also going in the studio in a few weeks to record another full band track. And we've got a cover that we're working on. So like, I, I'm definitely leaning into it. You know, we're all having fun and we're all feeling super inspired. So we're just kind of rolling with it, you know? Totally. And I know the the first song, Oceans, has a kind of a deep meaning to all of you guys in the band. Tell us a little bit about uh, last year, you know, I I suppose the last the last two years or so. But I had a couple friends that committed suicide. I had another friend that was badly injured in a in an accident and paralyzed. And then I one, you know, a really good friend and mentor of mine in the music senior was killed and run you know, in August of last year, I believe. Wow. So it was a pretty, pretty low point for me. And I think for everyone in the band, because Jason, our guitar player, everyone in the band was close with him, you know, and it was a guy that I had really kind of been a mentor to me. And it was just a really unfortunate situation. But Jason and I, uh, Jason had written a riff, like I think that maybe the day it happened or something, but he's like, this is just the first thing I thought of. I had to sit down and play because I was so, so fucked up, so sad, so destroyed, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was the same way. And I, and I, I, I sat down and wrote some lyrics and I just had to do something to get it out. And then he sent me those riffs and he's like, Hey man, I got this. And I was like, I got this. I went to the studio, we tracked it and it, it worked perfectly. And it, it was just a song. Uh, a song about grief, you know, when you when you experience tragic loss, and it's something we all kind of go through. It's like, I don't know. It always makes me feel better to hear that I'm not alone in the way I'm feeling sometimes. So that yeah. was kind of kind of the idea behind the song, I guess. Well, to me, music is the best therapy so for all of us. For you writing it and performing it, and for us listening to it, and that song definitely is deep, and everybody needs to check it out. How can they connect with you on social media, on the web, check out the new song, all that good stuff? I am everywhere. I DustyGrant.com is my website. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Apple Music, Pandora, all the streaming services. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much anywhere you can find an artist, right? I think right now. I mean, they have nobody's told me I need to get another one yet. It's coming. But, but yeah, I mean, on, on all, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, but on all the social media, if you search Dusty Grant, you should be able to find me. Um, but all my music is up. I've got a bunch of cool music videos on my YouTube channel and stuff, and I got another video coming really soon. So, yeah, I'm I'm super easy to find on there, and I I try to interact as much as I possibly can with everybody. So yeah, I, I, people seem to have a good time. So join the party. There it is. I love it, and you know. That's why you only have you don't you only have like six minutes a day to play guitars because of the socials. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> there, there is a great deal of time put into that. And I do some promotion stuff for bands and stuff too. So that takes up some of my time. But yeah, you're right. The social media thing is, is a bear. And I've, I've actually taken the last couple of days off just because I was getting completely burned on it. But oh, I'm yeah. starting to get inspired again. So I know the feeling, you know, I, and I'm a techie and I still know the feeling. I remember one day recently telling my daughter, I'm like, oh, man. I just want to drive down the road and throw my laptop, my iPad, and my phone out the window and keep driving. She's like, Dad, who you came? You're as you're more addicted to it than anybody else. I'm like, yeah, but I also lived at a time when we didn't have it, and it, it was kind of nicer. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know it at the time, did we? No, we didn't. We 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 weren't all this technology <laughs> and all this stuff, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Let's bring back yeah, the tape yeah. trading days. I miss them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you out in the parking lot. I'll be handing out singles. There you go. Set tapes to people. Nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, do you have any final words you want to give our listeners? No, I just say, I want to say thank you for having me on. I I know uh you know it really helps guys at my level when someone gives them an opportunity to come and have a platform and tell their story and all that type of stuff. So I sincerely appreciate you taking a chance on me and hopefully we will uh, remain friends beyond this and support each other's ventures and i i just appreciate it man thank you so much absolutely my pleasure i love your music and i'm all about that anyway like you know i when i go do these festivals i don't even look at the names when i get the contact list i just email every artist on there because you know what it's about that's <laughs> what it's about man like like you know, let's yeah. give the promotion to everybody. They, not, I hate the press people that cherry pick. It's like, that's why you don't get those interviews, you, you know? Like, you can't just yeah. go for Rob Zombie. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you got, and you never know who's going to show up. Like, there's so many bands that and artists that I'm friends with that, you know, they got big, but, you know, like, I same as we're talking here, I was interviewing them when, you know, in the very beginning, you know, but you just never know yeah. who's going to be what. And I think artists need us to help them, especially nowadays. It's so hard for an artist to make, get like a foothold nowadays compared to the old days. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's. T I mean, you're constantly reinventing the wheel. Const I mean, you, we can complain about it all we want. I, that's something I can't stand or I hear an artist do is complain about all of it. And I'm not in any way complaining because like we can use social media to our advantage, but a lot of people are lazy with it and they don't take time to learn it. And whether you like it or not, it's a part of the business. So you better on it. And I think that's where a lot of guys drop the ball. But it, it, even then, if you have a great strategy, it's still difficult to stand out and it's still difficult to ascend above the noise you know what i mean it's like it's very difficult to get traction with tracks and get your numbers built and the numbers are what everyone wants to see yep so you're it, it just it's this it's this constant constant fight and it's just part of the game you know it's like you can like it or hate it but you're i mean you're gonna have to do it if you want to have any chance so 100 percent. It's, it's the world we live in 100 percent. and you know we all should have just listened to lars <laughs> Yes, we should have. Everyone thought he was a big dummy back then, didn't they? Oh, yeah, and what an asshole and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Man, he predicted it I, all. I can remember that. Now everyone's like, damn, Lars was right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Well, <laughs> you keep rocking, dude, and we will definitely uh, stay friends. And uh, anytime you need any more promotion, you just reach out to me because you are a true artist, and that's what we like. And I thank you for that, and thank you for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Thank you so much, man. It means a lot to me to say that. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.